Hey, it's Brian, and before we get rolling, I should let you know that this episode might not be for the younger listeners. I say might not because it's actually kind of on the fence as far as that stuff goes, but I figured I'd give you a heads up that if there are little ones around, maybe save this one for a time where you can enjoy it on your own. Thanks. Your name is Colonel Harry Shoup, and even though it's Christmas Eve, your mind is focused not on sipping eggnog by the fire, or last-minute gift wrapping, or reading a visit from St. Nicholas to your children. On this Christmas Eve, in 1955, it's focused on the threat of a nuclear attack. Because you, Colonel Harry Shoup, are the officer on duty at CONAD, the Continental Air Defense Command in Colorado Springs. Your job is to be on the alert for any signs of an impending airstrike from a hostile power. This is the Cold War, after all, and as an Air Force officer and World War II veteran, you're all business and military efficiency. But on this Christmas Eve, in the skies, all is calm, all is bright. Which makes it all the more surprising when... The phone on your desk begins to ring. Few people have the number to this phone, and none of them is likely to be calling you to wish you a Merry Christmas. This is a dedicated line for communicating the trigger of an event. On the other end was either someone from the Pentagon or the CONAD Commander-in-Chief. You waste little time lifting the phone's receiver off the cradle and answering the call. Yes, sir, this is Colonel Shoup. Dead silence. Sir, this is Colonel Shoup. Again, nothing. Sir, can you read me? Is there a problem with the connection? Is there a problem of a more epic proportion? And finally, a voice comes through in return. Are you really Santa Claus? Santa Claus? What's this about Santa Claus? And then it dawns on you what must be happening. Oh, uh, oh, why, yes, yes, this is Santa Claus. Uh, have you been a good little girl? Yes. I'm going to leave you some cookies and milk on Christmas Eve. And that's the story of how Colonel Harry Shoup came to be known as the Santa Colonel. But how that story happened in the first place, and what happened after that, is shrouded in a little bit of mystery, a whole lot of Christmas spirit, and a sworn duty to ensure Santa's safe passage through open airspace. I'm Brian Earle. This is Christmas Past. This wasn't the first time the U.S. military had some involvement with Santa Claus. On Christmas Eve of 1948, the Air Force issued a communique claiming that an early warning radar net to the north had detected one unidentified sleigh pulled by eight reindeer. But the tradition of CONAD, which later became NORAD, getting in on the act, is one of legend. Basically, there's a typo in a local ad with a number of children calling that same number. Colonel Shoup fielded a number of phone calls. That's Captain Cameron Hillier from NORAD's public affairs office. And the story goes that the local newspaper ran an advertisement from Sears. They had set up a phone line for kids to call and speak to Santa. As the ad read, Call me on my private phone and I will speak to you personally anytime, day or night. The only problem was, the printed number went to Colonel Shoup's phone. Now when I said that this is the stuff of legend, I really meant it. It's unclear exactly what happened and how. Even Colonel Shoup himself has given conflicting accounts. Was it a little boy who called or a little girl? 
Did the colonel really impersonate Santa Claus or just do what he could to get the kid off the phone? Was it really the official quote-unquote red phone that rang or just a normal line? That last one we can clear right up because the red phone was on an enclosed cable, meaning that it would be impossible that someone outside could just call it. But as for what Colonel Shoup did... Getting this phone call, he was quick to realize the mistake had been made, and he assured the uh, child that Nora would uh, guarantee Santa a safe journey uh, from the North Pole through uh, Canadian and U.S. airspace. And according to NORAD's website, Colonel Shoup had his operators find the location of Santa Claus and report it to every child who phoned in that night. Three years later, the Continental Air Defense Command became the North American Aerospace Defense Command, or NORAD which continued its mission of using military intelligence to track Santa and ensure his safety. Whether it be the radars that are strung along the north of Canada that detect his departure from the North Pole, moving on towards, of course, uh, the satellites which we have in orbit, which can track his movements around the world. And finally, of course, the jet fighters which we have, which will escort him through North American airspace, which makes up the integrated defense layer system that NORAD uses to track all air traffic 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. In later years, NORAD established its own phone line to allow children of all ages to call to ask about Santa's whereabouts. And today, that phone line operates every year with the help of nearly 1,500 volunteers. Anyone can do it. And if you're willing to come to Colorado Springs, we're willing to put you on the list and give you a shift. In the past, some big names have gotten in on the act. Hollywood celebrities, first ladies, even Colonel Shoup's adult children still participate in helping to answer the phone to this day. Every year, those volunteers answer nearly 140,000 calls. And of course, keeping up with the times, you are also able to follow along online at noradsanta.com. They're also on Facebook and YouTube and at noradsanta on Twitter. A recent tweet that came in as I was writing this episode said that, quote, NORAD's integrated ground and space systems are so powerful, they can even detect the red glow from Rudolph's nose and the metal that makes up Santa's sleigh. Well, in the late 80s, that technology would have tracked Santa as he made his way across Canada. But one thing it can't tell us is what Santa does when a child is staying at a house other than her own on Christmas. Luckily, Chantelle knows, as she describes in this Christmas memory. I have a Christmas memory about the year that I almost stopped believing in Santa Claus. This was... um, I don't know, probably the late 1980s. And me and my brother were spending Christmas with my mom's boyfriend's family at the time. We left, I remember, uh, in the car on the day before Christmas Eve. And we were spending two nights. uh, And I was absolutely terrified that Santa Claus would not come uh, to the place that we would be at instead of at home. And funnily enough, Christmas morning, we did get a couple of presents, but still uh, you start to wonder what would it have been like if we were home. So we get home on Christmas morning or Christmas afternoon, Christmas day, and there are two bicycles under our Christmas tree. And I still to this day do not know how they got there. But it must have been Santa Claus. Even though we weren't home, he still came and he delivered our bicycles. It was a miracle. 
And that's my Christmas memory. Doesn't Chantel sound super Canadian? That's just an inside joke. Sorry, Chantel. Chantel is actually the blogger behind All Things Christmas at allthingschristmas.com and the very active Facebook group of the same name. You may have even caught Chantel earlier in the year on my YouTube channel where she joined me for a round of Christmas trivia. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory, all you have to do is record a voice memo into your phone and send it to christmaspasspodcast at gmail.com. But the season is starting to wind down with just a few episodes left, so please do hurry. Just like last year, this season is going to include an episode dedicated exclusively to your Christmas memories. It might even be two episodes because so many of you are reaching out to me this year. I may have to break things up. If you've already sent me one and you haven't heard it yet in an episode, don't worry. It's coming, and that's a promise. And thank you to everyone who's left a review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave me one and then email me at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com, I'll send you a sticker to say thanks, because those reviews really do help more people find the show. Until next time, I'd like to thank you for listening, and also to let you know that Christmas Past is produced in sunny San Mateo, California, by yours truly, Brian Earle. I'd like to thank Captain Cameron Hillier and Chantel Joy, and a big thanks to our actors in the beginning. You heard Andy Ace as Colonel Shoop. He's the host of the podcast Boost, Booze, and Barbecue. And you also heard Zoe playing the part of the little girl. Zoe's dad, Mike, is a multi-podcast host. He's one of the voices behind Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Wookie Radio. You'll find links to those shows, Andy's show, All Things Christmas, and NORAD stuff in the show notes for this episode at christmaspast.media. This show is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network, a collection of the best Christmas shows around. We have comedy shows, TV and movie reviews, history and music shows, and it's all over at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Find something festive to add to your playlist. Come say hi in the Facebook group or on Twitter and Instagram. You'll find links to all of that at christmaspast.media. And I hope to find you next time for more stories from Christmas Past. <laughs>